Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. So this week's episode is pretty cool. Um, I'm really good friends with Glisten Maryland, and I got to do a leadership kind of workshop, and we talk a little bit about faith and what it means. But to me, um, your religion, God or whomever you exist with or want to exist with or believe in, um, is really based on you and how much you jump into um, leading people and guiding people in your life. I think actually leadership is a huge form of quote-unquote religion or spirituality in a way to get people to work together. I'm pretty sure that's what Jesus was doing the whole time. Enjoy. Okay. Hi, I'm Lynn Brennan. Uh, She, her pronouns. I am Glisten Maryland's uh, vice co-chair. We're, you know, we're here kind of drumming up um, this youth leadership team to really get the youth input from all across the state of Maryland, uh, to really get um, your input to really drive the direction of what you need from the state of Maryland, you know, from, you know, the K through 12 perspective. K through 12, that's so important. People tend to forget, I don't know why this is a thing that people clip out K through three or K through four, when I'm like, in reality, especially nowadays, youth are like unstoppable. So uh, even at a young age, I taught preschool. And I'll tell you a story really quick. I taught preschool and there was a, a student of mine who um, was very like, I didn't know what they were. And I love that. So I, and they had two dads and I, I think like a year later, I see them walking and, I, and that their child is completely transformed, wearing a dress and looks blonde and blue eyed and beautiful. And I'm like, and they're mm-hmm. only like four years old, but the parents are totally like, listen, do what you need to do. And, and I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't know. That's just me though. But I just like those stories. So it doesn't matter. K through 12 is amazing. So, all right, Nina, go for it. My name's Nina. Uh, I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm a junior at Paulson High School, which is located in Hartford County. Um, And this is my first time ever being really involved with GLSEN. I found out about the youth leadership team through Instagram um, because I was looking through for like more um, statewide, bigger resources for LGBTQ youth. And that's kind of how I found it. Great. Maddie? Hello. Um, My name is Maddie. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a junior at the Severn School. Um, And I personally am very excited to be here. Um, I've been working actually with Brooke um, on the United Spectrum, or our school's Gender and Sexuality Alliance. Um, And I'm really excited to be a part of this youth leadership team. Do you know how amazing it is to be like encountering your all of your ages as you are right now to understand that? Do you even understand the power of the lead, the role of a leader? And like, cause not everyone's a leader, but especially in the queer community, how like impactful it is and like how the, the most important it is when it comes to being who you truly are. Cause all oftentimes we know that people get annoyed and pissy and mad and, and can't stand your lifestyle, whatever that means. But the fact is they, what they really can't stand is you're being yourself and they hate that. A lot of people don't like that and it really bothers them in the worst way. But leadership does, um, uh, will catapult that to, to, to be for, for all over. Uh, is it Michonne? It is, thank you for pronouncing it correctly. You're welcome. My name is Michonne and I go by the pronouns she, her. I actually work with Lynn um, on the board at Glisten. I'm one of the members at large and I'm so excited to be here. 
during the week, I actually work for University of Maryland, Baltimore, where I am the chair of the first um, faculty and staff LGBTQ affinity group. So I'm super excited to be cool. here and awesome. see what we can do. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Kian. Hi, uh, my name's Kian. I use he, yeah. him pronouns. Um, I'm a senior at Albert Einstein High School in Montgomery County. Um, yeah, I haven't worked with Glisten before because I haven't, I've lived here about a year and a half. So I did some things with Smile last year, but I haven't actually worked with Glisten before. Well, they're awesome. So you're going to have a great time. Uh, Ryan. Uh, I'm Ryan. I use he, him pronouns. I'm a senior at the Gunston School, uh, which is in Queen Anne's County on the Eastern Shore. Um, I'm the president and founder of my school's GSA. Heck yeah. Sorry. I've done a little bit with Glisten, not, not this board thing before, but I've been to like pretty much every event they've held during my high school career. Um, and I also work with Lynn on our Eastern Shore PFLAG group. That's how Ryan and I met basically. Glisten. And then Ryan's been on the podcast before uh, because Ryan does a really awesome thing that we'll talk about later. Uh, created such an amazing program. Brooke. Uh, hi, I'm Brooke. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I am a also a junior at Severn School with Maddie. Uh, we co-president uh, our school's Gender Sexuality Alliance. Um, I've never worked like as, in a leadership role with Glisten, but I, I, uh, I, I've been to the past, this is my third year now um, that I've gone to uh, the annual uh, summit and I've loved it so much. And I just, I want to uh, help be a part of any sort of change that I, I just think Glisten's great, so. <laughs> So do I. That's why I keep, I mean, man, they, I love going, I, I keep coming back. Oh, Dion, what's going on? Hi, Hi. I'm Dion. Um, I use, uh, <laughs> I use he, him pronouns. Um, I'm a first year at Dickinson College. Um, and with Glisten, um, I've gone to various, like the summit events, like the annual summit events, but this is my first time actually full on working with Glisten. So I'm glad to be here. Yes, it's very exciting. Deanne's also been on, well, Deanne was on the, uh, I do live streams on my Instagram through the podcast. So, uh, yeah, so I just want to get a sense of what you think leadership is inside of uh, leadership in general, but uh, definitely leadership in the queer community and like what you want to contribute, because as we can see, these are trying times and it's very important to never back down because you, you can't. You absolutely can't. We saw what happened today at uh, in DC, but we also saw what happened in Georgia, um, just with people that are quote unquote leaders. The person running our country, that's a great example of not a leader. And um, and there's nothing wrong with and wrong saying that because we there's a difference between a dictator and a leader. And that's you dictate to people and tell them what to do versus a leader, you do it together and you work together because there's no way that any of us in this specific Zoom room right now could do anything unless, I certainly can't do anything unless you're able to do it as well. Like we cannot do that. It just doesn't work. There's no way of going forward. We crash and burn. So give me a, and you can just literally click off mute and just talk a little bit what you think leadership is and how um, you, you want to continue, cause you're already doing stuff, but to continue uh, specific things with the um, leadership in the queer community. Anyone can talk first. I don't want to pick. You're all leaders, so you should have to all speak up at once. Leadership is leading by example. Say that again. Leading by example. Leading by example, like give an example. <laughs> I like that. In regards to making sure that um, a lot of times because our community is looked at negatively, yeah. ensuring that you're always displaying positive, upright behavior, so that people will see that their opinion of us isn't necessarily true, we're just like them, and that we deserve just as much as they do. Well, I mean, we have way more sparkle, but that's cool. I'm Hello. just kidding. <laughs> Anyone else? I, I think, uh, Nina, you were about to say something. 
Yeah, I was going to say it's kind of being confident in yourself so you can inspire others to be confident in themselves. And I think for me, it's important because I'm very lucky to have a supportive family. And I know a lot of other queer kids don't have that. So if I'm able to be, you know, proud with myself and a support system for others, um, that's what really matters to me. Like 1000%. Uh, anyone else? Um, well, Maddie, go ahead. Brooke, you go first. Maddie, you go second. Excellent. The right choice. Um, you know it is, Maddie. No, I, I love you, Maddie. Um, a leader to me is someone who takes the ideas of those around them and helps make those dreams, uh, help, helps put a, a positive plan in motion to uh, maybe not necessarily achieve the dreams, but to get closer to them, kind of a, a catalyst for change. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, we all have to have an example. We have to see, we'll talk about this in a minute, but we have to see examples in the people that are leading and we have to see ourselves in them as well to, like I said, we have, that's the only way we move forward. Maddie? Um, I think that a leader inspires hope and reassures people that like what they're going through they are not alone and it does get better. Yeah. Um, as Nina said, I also have a very supportive family, but um, I have friends who don't. And um, me being able to let them know that it does get better and that they have us as leaders to um, be there for them and uh, comfort them um, I think that's what a leader should um, be as a person. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's just really, it's really listening. We tend to do this thing as, as humans and the older you get, you do it more. The already always listening idea of you think you know what they're gonna say, but the fact is everyone has a story and they need to tell it, right? Everyone has to get their story out. It's really important to showcase and highlight people's um, experiences and what they do and how they do it and like the trials and tribulations of all the things that we do and you're going to experience them to the day you are no longer the physical existence in this world so it's really important to hear everything and see it and hear it and understand it that doesn't mean you can't get mad at it and that doesn't mean you you are not going to have choice words with people sometimes because you are you're just going to come up against people that are just not on board with something that you are doing and that's okay uh they can either stay or they can go away <laughs> um and then you move on and um you're gonna have, those are the things you'll learn um as an adult as an as a kid as anyone because you get your feelings hurt because we have identities and that whole thing creeps up uh you know anybody else uh, a couple more leader ryan you yeah um so i think similar to what maddie was saying is that like for me, being a leader, especially in the queer community, is being visible for those who can't be. Um, I'm I'm very lucky as a trans person to be where I'm at, um, and to be like so far along. Um, and so I think like for me, sharing information, um, you know, being open about my journey, um, it, that's what's like really important for me um, as a leader in the queer community is to like, you know, tell people about the things that I've gone through. Um, and sort of help them through it uh, if they ever encounter it. Exactly. Michelle, you were going to say something, I think. I was going to say um, being flexible and innovative. Yeah, 100%. Being flexible and innovative is like a huge part of, because <laughs> there'll be times where you're like, all right, let's try it this way. And let's just see what happens. Because at the end of the day, nothing's going to like, crumble unless you allow it as a group for it to crumble but it really won't i mean i've been in a lot of leadership roles that are like really big leadership roles where i'm like i have no idea what i'm doing but guess what i am most certainly not going to tell you that i'm just going to do it with you know gusto and like get in there and then ask questions and um one thing i will always tell do something first sometimes and then kind of break a rule if it's something that you're really passionate about and you're really coming up against 
the wall. Just do it anyways. Just don't hurt anybody. Just do it anyways, and then you can they could the re, you can suffer the I guess the repercussions later. Like you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> like most likely, it's a great idea. You know, you're not gonna hurt anybody, and you know that's it. Set anyone, and if you do, then talk about that. But I think it's it's just really cool. Um, yeah. So uh, with that, can you guys can you guys talk about a little bit of um. So tell me, because I don't know everybody. I only know a couple of you. Tell me something that you've led, like that you're really proud of at this point in your life. And it's and it's a great point in your life. I think uh, everyone always, what's really irks me is everyone's like, oh, they're just kids, they're young. I'm like, yeah, but like they don't have anything. Kid, when you're younger, you have less in the way of the things you've experienced in life, right? So you have more space to allow other things to come in and really be innovative. And hopefully that stays with you your whole life. Um, so Dion, talk us, tell me something, a little bit <laughs> about something that you're really proud of that you've led and that you saw the, the outcome in front of your own eyes or, or you didn't, but you knew, you knew mm -hmm. it was going to have a ripple effect or some sort. Mm -hmm. Um, wait, is my mic on? Oh, um, are you on? Yeah. Uh, in high school, I started my school's first, um, GSA and my school was, a. Catholic Jesuit school. Um, and I was also the first um, gay male to wear heels to prom. Yes. Um, I had to, it was a struggle behind that, but I'm here. Um, and I actually had to pry my school, but we were allowed to go to DC Pride. So we took, of course, the uh, GSA and our whole, I guess, grade to DC Pride. So I guess that was, I guess that I feel like my struggle I feel like I used my struggle to help, you know, try to fix the problems within my school. Um, I feel that when I first started my high school, um, even if you said the word gay, right, the school would be like, don't say that word, we're Catholics. But now, you know, after leaving, it's just like, I feel like I, I, I feel like not only me, but a lot of other queer students at my school really helped to change the tide of the school. Um, and then now, so they have LGBTQ policies kind of in place, but they have a lot of work to do, but I feel like I made some progress. That's great. I mean, you did something and if you didn't do something, then nothing would ever be done. And I know it sounds cliche, but it's 100% true. And it's the thing you're doing is a good thing. There's a lot of things that people do that you're like, why are you doing that? Like, what is that gonna accomplish other than alienate people outside of what you think is normal, that's all it's gonna do. And we gotta go back to the drawing board and figure out where it's coming from, which mm -hmm. is fine. You're gonna do that your whole life, guys, and girls and people and humans and everything in between. Like you're gonna do all of that. So um, like, you know, language, this is a big deal right now because language and, and pronouns and non-binary and, and all those things, like people have to learn those things because, they go up in arms about they, them. And I'm like, well, technically in the English language, you don't, it's not all plural. And like, so you can go through this whole cycle of it, but just talking about even that language, but also remembering that they're not going to know what they don't know. So we have to give it, go with grace and give it a moment of like, okay, like they don't know that. Let's find out why. Let's explain it to them and, and get as versed as possible in the language because it's so important. Um, Ryan. Can you talk about a, your thing at your school that you did, that you do? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, for those of you who know me, you might know about this, but um, at school, at uh, my school, I helped to sort of revamp the um, wellness program um, and like modernize the sex ed portion uh, so that it was more inclusive of um, like queer people and trans people. Um, and so I, I wrote the curriculum for that after my freshman year. Um, and then since then I have been um, teaching it to the uh, freshman class and we have plans to hopefully expand it um, beyond to all of the, the grades that's been a little interrupted by like COVID. Um, but it, it's, it's a pretty cool program and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. I spoke to Anthony about it, uh, on his, his podcast. Um, we, we sat down and talked about it, but it's been really successful. It's been running. It's, we've had it sort of integrated for 
I guess three years now, um, and you know we've we've gotten really good feedback about it, and I think it's a really uh, like positive um, program in addition to our school. That's amazing. Um, is it Kian or Kian? I forget. It's Kian. Kian. Okay, got it. What do you have something that you want to share, like that you've experienced? Yeah. With? So. Basically, when I first came out as trans, I was still living in Virginia in the middle of nowhere in like a really conservative town. All right. Was... But the thing is, I came out, I, well, I was trying to start a GSA in my, I think it was my freshman year. I was trying to start a GSA at the school and we were sort of making progress with it when one of our teachers got fired for being transphobic. So then everything just sort of like halted. And I was like, oh, no. And everything. Really? They fired your teacher for being transphobic? Yeah, not Great. to me, to one of my. That's... At the time, there were two trans kids that were out at my school, I think. Yeah. Sure, <clears throat> this was like, I have a religious right to not use his pronouns. What? What does it even. What are you talking about? Anyways, learning him started. That's a whole thing. So go ahead. Well, we were trying to start a GSA. So this is also when I decided to come out because then I was like going home and people were being transphobic. I was yeah. at school and people were being transphobic. So it's just a lot. So I finally came out and it didn't go well, but um, basically during this, we were also trying to start the GSA. So not only am I like at home, like dealing with my parents being transphobic, then I'm going to school and hearing people at school being transphobic. And then I'm like a 15 year old kid apparently i found out later that teachers were talking about me in the faculty room like god knows what but um all of this was happening and i'm trying to like fight the school board about this and we got to the point where they were just like you can have your club but you're not allowed to call it anything about being gay and we were like, yeah. and okay like you can't have anything about being queer in the title nothing and so that was a lot. And it, for, for a while, I don't even think it actually happened because then I just moved. I was like, I can't deal with this. Yeah. Um, but for a while, I just sort of was like, this is doing literally nothing. What's the point? But after a while of trying to start it, I was having like closeted kids because our school is a middle school and a high school because we were so small. I was having like closeted kids like message me on Instagram and be like, hey, like, is this happening? Like, what's this? And like coming out and I was like, oh, like I'm actually like doing something here. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So. I Because you, the thing is we're everywhere. So sorry about it, not sorry. Uh, we've been around the whole time and, um, and all different things, all colors of the rainbow, it don't matter. And the thing is, that is a great story. That's a great example of when, when you do take those roles on, right? Leadership roles, you do kind of feel like you want to back off because like, I'm not doing anything. Like it's so exhausting and people aren't going to listen. It's not going to, but that's the moment you need to be like, no, I need to, I need to actually, if I'm feeling this way, I probably need to keep going because um, go with your gut. Most of the time you should go with your gut, you know, in, in these types of positions, but it's really good. It's great that you heard that they reached and they trusted you to reach out to you and be like, are we doing something here? Uh, what did you end up calling it? Um, I see. I oh, you don't know that one, but to the other started mm -hmm. and then COVID happened. I guess. Oh, okay, yeah. And so, like everything, just sort of halted. I don't know if they ever actually started it or not. Mm -hmm. But well, I hope I hope they do. I'm going. There's a, a school right now in New Jersey where uh, they were teaching. And some of the some of the teachers started to comment and say homophobic things, and one of the students screen captured it and reported them, and this whole trickle effect started to happen. I will say the principal and the board were all about starting to now have a real conversation. Also, like the state stepped in, like it was a it's like a real thing, like it all started to happen. So I'm conducting a workshop in a couple of weeks for the school for all grades, like a hundred kids at a time to uh with a, a, a co-presenter and we're gonna literally talk about integrity and language and 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 the voices that i've heard through like you got you all and like everybody 
Um, and just so shining examples of like, first of all, teachers should never like ever. You're a teacher. I don't care what kind of school you teach at. So um, one thing I want to touch on a little bit too is I'm, I'm really excited about my next season. So don't get scared when I tell you this, but the next season is all about, uh, it's called Queer Religion. And I took people from all over the world and I had conversations with them based inside of their specific faith practice, whatever that is. If it's nothing, if you're an atheist or if you believe in God or if you believe everything in the middle, anything that like triggers you to feel good about yourself. All of us have some experience, obviously, in a church, friends go to church. Sometimes it always gets brought up. Sometimes it doesn't get brought up. Um, but I believe those leaders really need to step it up and get involved because anyone can go to do anything they want. Queer and church should not be two separate things. You know, it doesn't actually make any sense. Just like a teacher at a school really should never be say those things. First of all, in a chat room on a zoom, you, kids are smart. They're going to screenshot it. I don't even know who the kid that reported it, but, uh, they did. And it really like blew up. So, um, has anyone had an, any, an experience, any, an experience, any experience, um, with anything inside of a faith establishment, uh, with your family or, um, and someone who you might've trusted or someone who's really awesome in that. And like, you go to them for advice or just have a good time. Um, so I'm Jewish. I don't go to a synagogue, but, um, I personally believe in a lot of, um, Jewish ideals. Um, and when I first started to realize that I was bisexual, I was like, I don't know about anything in Judaism with homosexuality and like not being straight. Um, and so I did a little research and I started following some people on social media and there was this one person who is non-binary and Jewish and she teaches people, uh, and she uses she, they pronouns. She um, teaches people about Judaism. And I learned from her that you can be Jewish and anything, that you are a child of God and God will love you. Um, but realizing that I do have family that is Christian. I was very worried when I was thinking about coming out to them. I was like, okay. Fair enough. I don't know what's going to happen with this, this part of my family. But um, as I said before, my family is very supporting, supportive. Um, but just realizing that this religion that I believe in um, is accepting of people and has been for a very long time, it's comforting to know. Well, it's... I mean, okay, let's be real. If Jesus, okay, hey, Jesus, what's up? That person, that human being can be any one of us, right? Because this is the person that was trying to like, everybody come over, hang out, let's have a party. Let's, there was no building to go to. They just kind of hung out on the dirt and were like chilling and doing all those things. And it was, they hated that because it wasn't law. Man put it into law, you know what I mean? And that divided everybody. You don't do this, I'll kill you. And so it's an interesting, it's an interesting journey. And actually there's nothing about homosexuality in any of the things. Was, that wasn't even a, a thing until, uh, until. I think it was the forties. Yeah, it was like not even a thing. Yeah, it wasn't a thing. It was just and it was actually, it wasn't even in America. It was more in, yeah, it was just like, it's just so, so, so funny. Anybody else? Oh, sorry, uh, I just oh. wanted to mention that the word sure. that they translated in the Bible that eventually came to mean homosexual was actually pedophile. Mm. And so in the Bible, they weren't talking about the God not liking homosexuals. God was talking about pedophiles. Yeah, they don't want people to be, you know, nasty to like and mean to like real young people. Yeah, it's an interesting, but in the interpretations are crazy. So, Dion? Um, actually came out to my, um, my theology teacher. Oh. Um, who is also gay. Um, he, yeah, he was actually, I didn't know. And so after I came out that the school basically by policy, since they're a private school in the state of Maryland, um, well, in the United States in general, they're allowed to do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So uh, my teacher was basically told that he couldn't, you know, um, 
wear earrings or nails or, you know, express himself in the way he wanted to, just like his straight um, co uh, colleagues. Um, but um, now he's like a parent to me. Uh, I speak to him like once a week. He, I came out to him freshman year. Um, he now works for more inclusive school, um, Roland Park School for Girls. Um, and he, you know, coming out to him for years, I didn't, like growing up in the closet, I didn't, I wasn't really as, I'm not, I wouldn't say religious. I would go to certain church sermons sometimes. Um, and I've heard, you know, growing up, um, homophobic um, sermons uh, by old pastors. Um, and, and then going to a Catholic Jesuit school, that was a whole nother, you know, layer of things. Um, and it actually taught me to realize that, you know, it's not religion that teaches hate. It's the people, it's, it's, pe it's some people that practice the religion that wants to, you know, personify what they want to, you know, That's it. what they want to believe, whatever. Um, and my, and that day when I came out to him, he was like, no one's going to be a better than, better you than you. Um, and from then on, I was like, okay. And so I'm me, so I'm here. Yes. Anyone else? No, nothing you can think of. That's okay. You don't have to. Um, yeah, I think it's just. I think it's just an interesting thing when that that comes into play. All of that religious stuff. I just talk about it. I had to talk about it because it always gets brought up. I don't care. It always gets brought up. I'm actually speaking to a uh, yes, Dion. Okay, I'm I'm speaking to a woman rabbi that is in Canada, the first woman out lesbian at this 137 year old. Um, uh, church or not church, but whatever. What's that called? Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. I know what it's called, uh, but it's like 137, all men leading. And she's the first one. And she's since written books and I'm speaking to her next week. I'm really excited. I just asked, I was like, can we talk? <laughs> I was like, cause you're awesome. And I think people really need to hear. I, I got really cool perspectives from someone who's indigi queer, which is a, an indigenous person uh, honoring the third sex, which is really cool. And the, the, the two-spirit, sorry, two-spirit, India is third sex, two-spirit. Um, I'm going to talk to them. And I, of course, a Catholic person over in London and like what they're doing and the theatrics behind the Catholicism belief. And it's pretty amazing, these these human beings. Um, I also found out, uh, yeah, Catholic schools, I think, who who goes to a Catholic, who goes to a Catholic, everyone that goes to a Catholic school or went to a Catholic school, raise your hand. I think Dion. And then, did everyone else raise their hand? Is that it? And then, no, public schools are great. Public schools can be great. I mean, I'm not saying the school I'm about to do this conference with, these people, it is a public school, but I will say 59% of it is white. And very few of it, like, I think a, like 10% of it is, um, no, like 15% is black, and then 10% is Hispanic. And then there's like 5%, it's like really low. So it's, you know, it's a privileged upbringing in there. And it just is, there's no way to get around that. Um, so in terms of leadership now and, and, and like in faith and school and life, uh, what is, what is something that you, that you do come up against with your friends and your colleagues? Like, I'm not talking about like being out cause I don't want to assume everybody's completely up, but I, I feel like you're a bunch of strong human beings. So you're out, you're, you support, you're strong allies, you do all the things. What are some things that you feel you come up against just as yourself, your identity? Because that's really important to work, get, get it figured out a little bit so when you get in front of people, say you get in front of a thousand people to speak in regards to something that you're really passionate about, that, it, that it, it, you have no qualms about it and you're really uh, intelligent about how you approach the language and the idea. So what is, is there anything you guys can, is there anything you all can think of that um, comes up for you? Yeah, I mean, I, 
I know like I'm proud of my identity and I know my identity, but there are a lot of times where I'm like, man, you know, I wish I wasn't gay. And I feel like it's hard as a leader. Um, I run my school's GSA. I'm a student leader of our mental health council for our county and stuff. You know, it's like I want to be, you know, so sure of myself and out for everybody else so they can come to me. But sometimes it's hard, like when I struggle and there's like not another higher up person to go to for help. I don't know. No, that's a great example of like, um, with, to me, here's the thing with that and mental health is so important, right? Like that's something that should be always to be talked about. We do a very poor job at in America, but like sexual, mental, everything involved sexually, mental health, anything that is involving growing up your whole life, not just when you're a teenager, but like your whole life is really important. And yeah. So, I mean, you got to find your tribe, but at the same time, you do need to go to someone that's not someone, you know, because that helps. Uh, I'm a big fan of therapy and I think it's really great. Um, and, uh, trusting someone else other than your friends and your family, because sometimes they're just going to tell you what you want to hear because we're really good at training people to, to show up how we want to show up for them. And I think we have to really, as leaders, you've got to really make a clear distinction on the thing you're doing. Right. So you have to really be like, if there's almost no effort involved, this is the way I see it. If there's almost no effort involved in the thing that you're doing, you're putting effort to do the thing, but you actually don't feel like, oh, this is such a chore. And you're just doing it out of like absolute um, power and, and resilience and pure joy. That's probably the thing you should be doing when it gets too much, right? When you get involved in like this whole like, oh my God, saying, even saying, using the language, like I sometimes wish I wasn't gay, but if you turn that language around, I mean, like gay is pure magic, right? Like it's actually the most magical thing on earth. And I'm not even, I mean, it's funny, but like, I'm not saying it to make, I, it's really um, one of the most unique things on the planet because that's why people come up against it so hard. And that's why they use things like the Bible and they use things like um, law to um, put uh, the queer community in a place that um is 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 hidden in the back which in in fact it's not every the leader i mean look at the leadership coming up and the people that were about to have in the in the white house and and i think pete Buttigieg is going to be head of transportation which is massive for a queer person um that's completely open married to a, a man and like is going to lead a massive department that runs this country um is transportation and how people get around um so yeah, it's absolutely, you're going to feel that way. Like, and it's okay. And uh, that's just your identity creeping in. And like, our egos are going to creep in. Like all that BS is just going to like creep up on us one time so on occasion. And you can completely second guess yourself um, because it's okay. I think people don't think you can do that. And I think it's okay to, and then like, like invite anxiety. If it's going to come at you, be like, all right, let's work it out together. Like it's here. What am I else? What else are you going to do if it's there? You know what I mean? If it's strong, weak, middle, whatever it is for you and whatever uh, playing, whatever, wherever it is, is your mind is, is, is allowing it because your mind and what you do physically are two different things. You know that, right? Like your mind is in here. What's it going to do? But you certainly can do something um, with your physical body and your actions and the way you approach things in life. Does anybody else have those moments? Speak up, uh, Brooke. Yeah, to, to speak a little bit more on uh, uh, mental health, especially in the queer community, um, as a queer that's, that struggles with mental health, um, uh, I, I, can, I can speak on a, on a personal level um, to the, the extra layers that happen to like your psyche when you when you when you're realizing that you are queer and that maybe you're not going to be accepted and there's so much fear that you hold in yourself to of just like every day and like every confrontation could be the one that outs you and it's just it, it, mental health like is is just so poor in the queer community um i I, I, I honestly don't know a single queer person personally who does not have a therapist, have a therapist 
or is not in desperate need of one. And it's, it's just, it's disheartening to such a, a large degree. And sometimes I just, I think about it and it's, it's such a huge issue. And yet at the same time, like it's, it's also kind of buried because there's, I, I, I honestly don't think it's on purpose. It's just, there's so many other things that are on top of it before you can get to the mental health part of it, like creating safe spaces so that like you can tackle the mental health and everything. And it's just, it, it, it's just profoundly awful. Um, last, last winter, I was hospitalized for two weeks in a psych ward and of the 20 people in my uh, area, group, floor, et cetera, um, there were only uh, two uh, cishet people and everyone else was some semblance, some flavor of queer. And it was, that was, <laughs> that was a slap in the face when I realized that. And it's, it's, it's so, it's, it's just awful. I just, it's something I'm very passionate about addressing the mental health concerns of individuals in the LGBTQ community. First of all, thank you for sharing that. Um, and it, I, it should be talked about every day. And in, uh, and America as a whole does not like to talk about it. Therapy's faux pas, you know, shouldn't, why are you going to go to therapy? Why do you take certain drugs? But, but people and generally and scientifically speaking, do have chemical imbalances because the brain does what it wants to do. You can't control the brain. You know, you can't control the thing. I mean, I am a control freak and um, I hate some feelings. We all hate certain feelings. We all hate, like, for instance, what's going on today, right? There's no way that any of us feel good about what happened in DC today, right? And then, but that we also feel good about what happened in Georgia. And so you're, and this is what the whole four years have been like, you know? But so, Think about people with really deep-rooted mental health problems dealing with COVID too, just sitting in their houses. Think about someone who came out to their parents right before COVID, parents didn't care for it. Where does that person go? You know, and it's not, um, and that's it. Like, I, I just think I, yeah, continue to be passionate about it. And I know you won't ever stop because it seems like it's so it's, it's, it's part of your life. And also it's easy for you to talk about and you've seemed open about it, um, which I, this is what I got from you. So thank you for doing that. Um, anybody else? Um, personally, I have a lot of like, I have a lot of like internalized, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I should call it like biphobia, but I'm like, am I really bisexual or am I just like, confused about myself um and whenever I try and think about something for our club to do our GSA to do I I question myself and like if I have the authority to think of these things and um, bring them up and talk about them um but there was one time when I had a friend come to me and this person was like I would like to talk to you because I'm thinking of coming out and I really trust you and I would really like some advice. And so having this person come to me and trust me with their information um, and have and like want my advice, it helps me realize that I am my own person. My internalized anxiety about who I am is is just myself worrying and like I can help people who are in similar places as me. I can help um, people who are in different places than me with less supportive families. Um, and I can offer advice and safety and help. Um, and so just knowing that I can make a difference because of the things that I've gone through is really helpful. That's really great. Um, it's a it's a really um, the thing is for thank you everyone thank you for sharing all these things. The thing is with that too, it's like you can explore the possibilities of your sexuality because guess what? There's no rules. 
it does not matter. It truly does not matter to just keep figuring it out. And because from day to day, I mean, we don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. We might know in our schedule what's going to happen, but we didn't know that was going to happen today, what happened in D.C. We did not know that. I mean, I think people knew it, but we didn't personally know it. Um, but the thing is, like, that's but that's just a good example. Like, you don't know. And you could do whatever. Just don't. I just tell people, just don't be an asshole. That's it. And, I mean, you're going to be sometimes, but that's okay because <laughs> you might be going through some stuff. But in general, I know you won't be and we won't be and i mean when i was a kid when i was your age first of all when i was your guys' age i did not do any of what you're doing right now right and i i was out at 16 i had a very supportive family i brought my boyfriend to the prom in 2000 and um i personally didn't think anything of it because i was like this is what everybody's doing whatever and <laughs> i didn't care i was like that's what i'm gonna do um so that was that was just like, but if it's different, like you said, uh, Maddie, it's different for everybody. You're not going to go through the same things. But as a collective whole, as humanity, uh, we can relate to uh, trying to wanting to feel accepted, um, loved, and cared for. Um, but at the end of the day, most people aren't going to care what you're doing. They're going to care about you. And hopefully, we can um, do that. Someone came in. Uh, Madison, hello. You can unmute. There you are. Hi. Hi. What's going on? Um, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm late. I couldn't get the link to work. You cool. Can you just turn yourself up or sit closer to your mic? Uh, here. I, I think I was speaking really quiet. That was it. That was it. I'm, Tell me a little bit about yourself and your pronouns. Um, I'm Madison. My pronouns are she, they. Um, I'm... I'm five. I, uh, I go to Oakdale. I like playing bass and listening to music and stuff. Do you, um, how did you get involved? How'd you get involved in all of the listen? Um, the, the leader, I guess, of, or the teacher who advises the GSA at my school, um, she told me about this program and, um, she gave me like the link to do the Google form and stuff. So, Awesome. Welcome. We were talking about leadership while well, we were talking about a lot of things, but one of the things we talked about in the beginning was leadership roles and how you see yourself fitting into a leadership role. What has that been like for you? And like, what, what is that for you? Like, what is leadership for you and like what you want to do? Um, leadership for me, I guess, is just trying to be there for people and set a good example and stuff like that. Always be at the, like, the friend who has a shoulder you can cry on and stuff like that. Have you done anything in your school or do you take anything on in your school as a leader? Um, since GSA is a student-led club, I, a student has to start it and I've started that uh, seventh grade and eighth grade. Awesome. Um, I, in GSA, I help plan events that we have. Uh, in sixth grade, we had like the day of silence and I got to help plan with that, stuff like that. Back it up. In sixth grade, you like did all that? Uh, well, in sixth grade, I didn't lead it, but I helped because right. in seventh grade, we couldn't do as many events because of we had to stop going to school in person. But how old are you? I'm 14. Oh, I put you at a different. I was like, I thought you were older for some reasons. So that's good. You seem like a mature person. So I like that. Uh, that's cool. Uh, that's great. Really? Yeah. COVID, COVID sucks. I mean, it just gets in the way. Um, that's great. <laughs> Have you been able to do anything online? Yeah, have all of you been able to do anything online continuing your GSAs or anything like that? Okay. Um, on, we meet on Thursdays in a Google Meet. Um, so we just, on Thursdays normally, we just like talk about stuff, our week, stuff like that. We haven't been able to do like, like events or things like that, but we just talk and stuff. Oh, cool. Very cool. Um, we were also talking about quickly, uh, things that you specifically with your identity and like leading and like coming up against things for yourself. What has that experience kind of been like, like, what do you come up against that? Like, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is so annoying. Um, I guess like dealing with people, like trying to undermine you and stuff like that because of your identity, Yeah. because I've had a lot of that happen to me. Um, 
just a lot of like homophobia and transphobia and stuff. Really? You know, it's interesting. I, what I said before to everyone, I said the reason why most of the time people come at you is because you're actually being your authentic self. And that's really intimidating for people to see someone be so honest. Plus you're only 14. So that's pretty powerful stuff anyways, to begin with. And they don't like it because they don't understand why you're that way. Not, I'm not talking about your sexuality or anything like that. I'm just saying why you can actually just be who you want to be. That's the only thing they don't understand. Like how is this person being themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And do you have a good support system at home? Uh, yeah, I do. I would say, um, I don't like talk about my sexuality a lot because it's not really a topic of conversation, but I'm out to both my parents and, um, some of my family, not all of them. And they all support me. Great. And you can just be you and like, and bring friends home and whatever you want to do, like just be, and it's just a part of your life. I mean, it's who you are. So Cool. Awesome. All right. So uh, we're going to wrap up like in five minutes. I just want to get a little bit of, um, first of all, I think it's really cool that the age group, the age, the age distance in this group is fantastic. I think 14 is the youngest and I could be wrong about that unless someone's younger than 14. No, no, no. Um, And then it goes up to 18, Dion, correct? And Ryan, how old are you two? 19. 19. See, so it's like 14 and 19. That's huge because, first of all, at 18, you can vote, which is awesome. But when you're 14, 15, 16, 17, you can get ready and ramp ramp it up to get into that whole thing. And it's really important. And vote local. Local is the most important vote because that's what ends up going to Washington. So um, I think it's really, really cool. Uh, I don't know what else. I mean, I, I, I thank you for jumping on this. I think this is the beginning to something really cool. I'm glad I got to be a part of this and it's gonna i'm gonna put the your leadership voices on the podcast um in the midst of my season five so it's really really neat and uh just so you know just so you're aware it's 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 kind of this thing that uh, i started the podcast i started just because you need to have voices voices need to be heard and i they need to be heard in a way that people will feel comfortable um sometimes people don't feel comfortable like being like on camera and they don't want to do that. So doing a podcast, you're just a voice, and but a strong voice. And this is a good example of like pe- people really. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> Hold on. My bad. <laughs> you found Oz. <laughs> Oopsie. Oopsie. I got excited. My bad. Sorry. Sorry. Um. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. So just, I like, I want everyone to say something, this last part, just give some words of wisdom. I have everyone usually end this way. Give some words of wisdom to uh, the queer community as a whole and obviously your peers. And I'll start with Dion. Um, I can say something very simple, but um, but I would say be the best you that you could possibly can be because no one can be a better you than you. Um, And remember that you're not only fighting for yourself and your humanity, but you're fighting for people that look like you, that act like you, that feel the same way as you. Um, And know that um, you, you have a voice. You just have to feel encouraged to use that voice, encourage others to use that voice as well, so. Lynn, you can give some too. Okay, as far as uh, what I'd say to everyone out there, um, be true to yourself. Uh, you know, that's the best way to, you know, live your own life as well as to make any changes moving forward. If you're not true to yourself, it's kind of hard to kind of make those changes and be that catalyst and to be able to empower others to work towards um, the goals that you want. Thank you, Maddie. Um, I guess I would say that, like, it gets better. If you're in a rough place, I promise it gets better. There's so much else to see in the world. Um, and there's so much more of a person that you get to be. Um, and that if people don't understand who you are, 
that's okay. You are yourself and be the most authentic person that you could possibly become. Brooke. I would say life is beautiful and art imitates life, life imitates art and art is subjective. And so even if you don't feel beautiful, there's someone out there that does see your beauty. Ryan. Um, I would say always do your best to be brave um, and remember that fear is inherent to bravery. And so that even if you do feel afraid, as long as you're pushing through, you're being brave. Madison. Um, I would say that you are important and just remember how important you are. Like it might be nice to help other people and pri prioritize other people, but prioritize yourself first because you come first. Nina. Life is gonna suck sometimes, but it's also not gonna suck a lot of the time. And you have to remember that and you just have to be strong in yourself and know that you're your own person and that's pretty awesome. And as long as you're happy and strong within yourself, you know, no one can break you down. Misha. There's always support. I know sometimes we think that we are alone and that there's nobody out there and nobody understands. There's always someone to listen. You just have to make sure like in today's age, there's technology, you can Google it. Um, you can reach out to any of us and we can make sure that you have the resources that you need. There's always help. There is, there is tomorrow. There's all, exactly, that's right. And uh, always reach out. I always tell everybody to reach out to my podcast, email me, message me, always up for conversations. I will continue any kind of conversation you'd like. I have no problem with that. Um, I'm, I'm an open book. I truly am. I love human beings to like no end. They bother me. And I think most of them can be real assholes sometimes, but I love them. Um, a lot because it's kind of a cool place to experience um if we can all synchronize up you know like come together like you got i can't believe like the thing is and i'm gonna say this again the fact that you're all on this zoom call i come up a lot i talked to i've talked to over 100 youth a lot a lot of people and i do the work around the world and very few and this is no disrespect but very few youth specifically the, between the ages of like 13 and 22, really take on the power that has been given to them and to recognize themselves and to push forward. You can get distracted. You can be a teenager. You can be young. You can live your life. You can date. You cannot date. You can do all of those things. But what it comes down to more than anything, when it comes down to living and being a part of something, is that you have to do it together and exist together, period. And you have to always listen to everybody. Travel if you can, get online. Like Amishan said, it's go online, look things up. Um, uh, you don't have to respect the trolls, but honor the trolls for the fact that they see something in you that they don't have. And that's the way to look at it, period. They don't see, that's it. Yes, Misha? Exactly what the other um, attendee said, She, you know, they didn't understand exactly about the religion. So they researched it and found someone who did the same thing. That's it, like if, that's it. You, there's always a way to find your tribe, your person, your people, and, and that's it. So rock on, this is a great, uh, there's no accidents in life. This is a great group of human beings. So I, I think it's awesome. And I'm glad I got to record this and capture this. The other one was really cool, but you weren't on it. You weren't all on it. So it's all good. I feel bad, but it's fine. <laughs> Thank you, Lynn, uh, for being in contact with me. Mm -hmm. Of course, we'll continue to talk. We'll do more. Eventually, we'll all get back in person together. It'd be great to have a big conference with just you, the leaders mm -hmm. and just do more leadership work and really um, uh, set up more success because mm -hmm. I... I love it. I, I literally could, I could talk to you for seven hours, but I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to go watch RuPaul's Drag Race. So that's what I'm going to do. Thank you so much. Uh, does anyone have anything else to say before we leave? Yes. How can we follow you? 
Once yeah, you literally go to Queer Teen Podcast on Gmail, email, uh, Facebook, and um, Instagram, and um, and then it streams literally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Music, anything you can stream a podcast on. You can listen to all the episodes. Season five drops January twenty seventh, which is exciting, uh, and that's it. Yeah, that's where you can find me, and I will continue. You can email me anytime. I don't really care. Yes, Maddie. Um, I wanted to add this to my little, like, what I wanted to say at the end. Um, a lot of people don't hear this a lot, but I personally am proud of everyone. I'm proud that you have gotten through every hard day of your life. You are still here, and people love you, and I'm proud of you. These kids are amazing. Good job. I just left it on that uh, note because it's so amazing. Of course, I talked to them for, I think, another, like, six minutes or seven minutes after that. But then I had to go watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Also, the thing that happened during the podcast is I dropped my background. My thing fell down to the ground and I picked it up and put it back. I didn't use a virtual background. So uh, that's it. Yeah, it's a leadership thing. You gotta, you gotta find these leaders, queer leaders, take a stand. There's gotta be more queer leaders in religion. There has to be... So for more information on Glisten, you've got to go, you can go to glisten.org and then you can find the chapter uh, in your state and just reach out to them. They have a lot of really cool things going on. I love them. Thank you, Glisten, Maryland. And of course, thank you to my on-air sponsor, Michael J. Grabowskis. And I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and thanks for listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember... Listen, learn, love.